What's up, everybody? Hello. Welcome to the Hustling Sideways podcast. I'm Alan Hallis. I'm a music writer. And I'm Jim Love, and I'm a keynote and motivational speaker. And when we don't have guests on our show, we are doing bonus episodes of Hustling Sideways for you, uh, our side hustlers and fans of the show. Mm-hmm. And we talk about all the different things that side hustlers go through. And uh, in there, and we go through in our yes. businesses as well. Things that we decide on the last minute to talk about because sometimes we forget that we have on to a do text this. message on the way over, here. which is totally fine. But we're here, we're good. And today, I'm gonna drive over. I'm gonna drive over here. I was like, let's talk about how to like pick your people. Yeah, and and this could be. I'm gonna kind of make it audience, but it could be your clientele. Who do, who do you pick to work with with your side hustle? And so I'll give you just like my sense of where I started with this. And when I got into speaking, I knew I wanted to speak to students. Mm-hmm. Um, that was how, kind of how I got raised up, if you will, in like my leadership development background. And so by doing that, when I was mentored by my friend Arik for, for about eight months, I had to get really specific on who I was speaking to because oftentimes when you're speaking to motivate you try and speak to everyone, yeah, and then it becomes way less relatable because it's too general. So sure. I had to really like zone in. So I did actually had to make an audience avatar to know who I was focusing on, try and see that person in each person. It's really an audience avatar. So like- almost like I had to think about who the person was I'm speaking to, their age, their likes, their dislikes, oh, their name, okay. and then I had to see that person in each. Which is like a weird, yeah. Like, like you had to create this profile of like of, the yes, ideal gym love audience. Yeah. yeah, and and what I found is I was speaking to myself at 16. That's really, really? what I found. And because okay. it, it was something I wish I knew. Like sure. it was what I wanted to hear. So I actually had to see my psycho big-headed self in the audience, right, as a 16-year-old. But that's that's really when, – when, when I zoned in on that, I, I then knew exactly who I was supposed to speak to. And sure. so I get asked this all the time. How did you start? Like how, like, mm-hmm. how do you know who to go to? I, do this. I was yeah. like, well – I picked the person I knew I needed to talk to and then would approach groups that maybe had that person. Sure. And, and that's where it was at. So that was significant for me. And actually the first couple of talks I gave, I don't do this as much anymore, but I would, I would physically try and see like me in the crowd, which is a really weird experience. That I no, I get that it, but, though. Like you know. you're trying to, like you said, find the ideal yeah, yeah. person, which was you. You're saying exactly. you're, you're delivering what you need. What, I, what I wish I wanted to know. And then on, on top of that, the thought that came away after doing it a couple of times, right. was, I was starting to realize who my clientele was. Mm-hmm. And, and when I thought my clientele was like a high school administrator or a principal, and sure, that's who hires me. My clientele is actually a 15 or 16 year old because they're going to go back and they're going to tell their principal right. that they saw the speaker who was awesome, I hope. Yeah. And they're going to be like, well, that made our job a lot easier. Like yeah. they're not necessarily always searching. Sur- I, do, I certainly want to connect with those people and love doing that. But at the end of the day, the person who probably gets me to come there is their student. And so like when I'm speaking somewhere, I'm not necessarily worried about what the teachers think of my talk. Like I hope they like it, but I'm not talking to them. I'm talking to their students. And that's yeah. a really interesting way to phrase it. But that's really what I found. And so like the clientele has been important, who I'm actually speaking to has been important and it grounds you into what you should be focusing on. Right. And, and now I know that that's who it is. That's since extended a little bit more to like all ages because I know I can, I can, I speak in the companies and, volunteers you know but my bread and butter will always be a 16 year old you're still looking for yeah exactly Exactly. the 16 year old or the equivalent of yourself at whatever age or like an adult who has that 16 year old inside of them yeah that's one thing too and they all do i think i'm still that we all do we all do whether you want to admit it or not you all have whatever that awkward teenage kid is inside of you uh who wants to come out and who wants to hear a message i would go so far as to say that you're the same person that you were when you're like three years old like you're that same person forever that's, um, that, that's probably pretty Nevertheless, accurate. I digress. Yeah. Uh, so for me, finding an audience for a Milwaukee-based music website yep. 
initially it was a really kind of hard process for me because one, I was like, everyone that likes music is going to like this, right? <laughs> so when I when I'd start advertising, I would literally just be like, people who like music as like the description and send that off your ads totally. out. However, yeah. um, turns out those people don't really care. <laughs> so for me, it was hard because I had to find, you know, okay, who's interested in local music. Yep. And a lot of times it was the people that were in the bands themselves initially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, now I feel like I've got a good base of people that are, are in bands and are artists and creatives and things like that. People that care like that. Mm-hmm. So now my, my current challenge has always been like, or for, the most recent challenge has been how do I find the people that like live in the suburbs mm-hmm. that come into Milwaukee and come and watch, you know, concerts, they'll go to the big music venues. They'll go to the big, you know, summer fest and festivals and things like that, but they won't come to like the cactus club or yeah. X-ray arcade or right. like a small local. So my challenge right now is trying to find those people that are our music lovers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but haven't really tapped into like the local end of things, but yeah. they'll go spend money and go see, you know, they'll spend $120 to go see a show in an arena, Yeah, but yeah. they won't spend $10 to come into a, a local venue. Hmm. So my yeah. goal right now yeah. is to find those people. And that's not easy because you have to find common ground and you have to find like kind of what the middle way is and how do you speak to those people? Yeah. So for me, it's a lot of What's like value add creating, yeah. Creating mm-hmm. content that is all like, if you like this artist, you're going to like this person. Right. You know, and doing more of that stuff and just trying to just be general. And two, like we just did events at Summerfest. Mm -hmm. I know it's, you know, been a while since this, when this comes out, but uh, we just did events at Summerfest where I literally had little QR code sheets of like, you're at a music festival. So getting to be like here, Mm -hmm. you would like Milwaukee music. You would like this. And literally just handing those out to people and being like, here's free music. Here's free music. Take it all. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, it's a little bit of spray and pray Mm -hmm. and see like whoever, uh, you know, gets whoever actually scans the little code and goes to the website and checks it out. But at the same time, it's just doing things that are different, that are appealing to people uh, that would normally, people that are there for the headliner, Mm -hmm. getting them interested in the opening act. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, that's tough. And I mean, cause it's, it's, it's a niche crowd and you have to be like, who's actually going to be in on this. Once you start finding that people, I'm sure they're pretty loyal afterwards and they're like, this is exactly what I was looking for. Yeah. And I'm very fortunate. And I actually had a call this morning uh, with an artist, Twan Mac, um, that hosts our beat battles. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Most humble dude. And he was just like, we created a little community with our beat battles and stuff like that. Yeah. And I didn't really think about it that way. I was just like, yeah, we have the same people that come in. I'm glad. But it really is a little family that we have. Yeah. Yeah. And they kept coming too, especially. Those people are kind of bringing their friends now. That's awesome. Which is like, that is how you know that we're doing something right. Yeah. So that's how we build our audience. No, that's great. And I think no matter what you do, um, you have to be grounded in who you're doing it for. Mm -hmm. And, And I think it's important. It can't be... I shouldn't say it can't. Most of the time, it's not for every single person. Sure. Because not everyone shares the same passions nor are interested in what you have to say. Like my, I'm probably not going to work that well with like a really traditional 57-year-old CEO. Yeah. Like someone who's not like, they kind of do the thing. And Your like message doesn't. Just resonate. probably not going to happen. And that's fine. Like I'm totally good with that. The ones who are going to you know interact with me are the ones, let's try something different. Like who mm. have a lot of energy. And I know many of them. And I've, I've also had interactions with administrators who I just, we're just not on the same page. And that's completely fine and normal. Don't focus on those folks. Find, find your people and the ones that are going to make your side hustle or your passion better and give you opportunities in which to chase it. And that's what it comes down to. And it takes a while. It takes a little bit, but 
do some self-reflection and center yourself in that because it makes a big difference as you're going along and all those, all the effort and time and energy you put in will, will not go to waste. If that's, yeah, if that's absolutely. Yeah. So we want to know what you do to build your yeah. audience because we're cheating. We're also building our audience at the at same this time. Very moment. Yes, yes. exactly. Um, so, <laughs> So if you're listening for the first time, thank you. If you're yep. listening for the, who knows, maybe 100th time Many at times. this point. Yeah. Uh, also thank, thank you. you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we are the Hustling Sideways Podcast. We're everywhere. You can find us everywhere you get your podcast. You can subscribe. Give us a five-star review because that does help. Uh, it's the only one you're allowed it to It really does. We yeah. joke around about five-star reviews, but it seriously um, helps. It does help this podcast keep going. It's been two and a half years of doing this show, and the more five stars, the better. And mm-hmm. we will personally send you a lock of Alan's hair if you give us five stars i didn't agree to that until this moment but i could i we could make that happen <laughs> which would be the maybe. worst gift maybe ever but yeah i don't we'll even see. know the logistics we'll of how we do that we'll figure it out we'll talk okay. yeah, we'll be good all right um other other <laughs> ways uh if you're watching us on social media please go follow us wherever we're uh, we are hustling sideways everywhere mm-hmm. uh we're on facebook we're on youtube we're on tiktok we are on twitter we're on instagram as well so we're everywhere follow us all over the place mm-hmm. if you want to be a guest on this show and talk to jim and i uh, it's very simple. Send us an email over at hustlingsideways at gmail.com. And Jim, keep on hustling. We'll see you next week on Hustling Sideways. Peace. Peace.